Hello and welcome to the Counter Punch Podcast, the boxing podcast, giving you all the latest news in the world of boxing. I'm Jacob Kilbride, and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by my co-host, Darren Tetley. Uh, Darren, how are you? All right, mate, I'm good, yeah. Yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you, very good. Uh, firstly, for, for those of you who don't know Darren, uh, he's a former Commonwealth Youth Silver Medalist, a uh, former junior ABA champion, and an undefeated 15 and a welterweight prospect. Uh, Darren, firstly, uh, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast, and uh, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to just getting some boxing conversation on a weekly basis, hopefully? Yeah, 100%, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm going to try to get it every week, and, um, you know, hopefully the listeners... Enjoy, enjoy what we're talking about, and um, and get involved as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. As as I said, well, we've already had a few questions uh, coming on on the uh, on social media, and hopefully, if we can get those on a weekly basis, that'd be nice. And obviously, you've uh, obviously you've got a day job, you've got boxing and two kids, so we we can't promise you every week, but it'd be nice to try and get yeah, you as, you as much know, as we yeah, can. You know, um, two kids and, and and a wife, you know, so busy busy times. But uh, you know, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll be uh, hopefully every week. Uh, firstly, let's start by just just talking about a slight shoulder injury that you've uh, picked up recently. Um, happened whilst you were sledging. Uh, how's the recovery from that one going? Yeah, um, yeah, sledging. I'm a boxer and I get injured sledging. It's fine. It was nothing serious. Um, you know, I've been been to the physio and stuff, and, and and it's getting sorted out. It's already, you know, I've done it a week a week and a bit ago, and it's I'm more or less back to full movement. Um, and hopefully in in the next week or two I'll I'll be back punching you know you know full, full, with full power and and you know hopefully no no lasting damage. Mm. Is it painful at the moment or is um, it just... it's not bad now. It's it's certain movements you you, you feel it, but it's not like a, a pain where you're excruciating pain. Uh, it's more annoying mm. than than anything. Not being able to you know train properly and and punch punch properly you know, but uh, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Mm. Uh, and you've announced your uh, your next fight. Obviously, not the opponent yet, but obviously you're fighting on the uh, uh, Lee Selby, Josh Warrington undercard at Ellen Road. Uh, looking forward to being part of that bill. Hundred percent. You know, I mean, I think I think nearly every boxer in in the country will, will, will want to get on that bill. To be mm. honest. Um, but yeah, there's a few names opponents going about. Uh, one in particular, who we're just waiting on confirmation. Hopefully, for for a title and, and what title that is. I think both teams have more or less accepted it. Um, like I say, we're just waiting on on the title now, and and hopefully that'll be announced in the ne- in the next few weeks or so. Mm. And obviously, you started your career in like the small hall shows and that sort of thing. M- massive achievement to you know be on a, a big bill at a, a stadium fight like at like at Ellen Road. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean, I, I like I say, I, I start. I've been on the small hall shows. I've been on a couple of the big Leeds Arena shows. Um, but you know, this this is obviously the biggest fight I've, I've ever had um, and the biggest by far the biggest stage um, so to get on it hopefully in, in my first title fight obviously me, means a lot and um, you know putting looking to put on a, a good show mm. and uh, is there obviously we haven't uh, seen an opponent announce yet is there any sort of time scale as to when that might be or is it just waiting on that title as um, you said I think we're just waiting you know waiting for it to, to be fully confirmed uh, and agreed you know, for what what title, etc. Um, but I'm hoping. I mean, the fight's ten week this Saturday, so I'm hoping the next in the next couple of weeks, you know, a name a name will be announced and a title will be announced as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, obviously, we'll uh, keep you updated here on the on the podcast and uh, uh, other places as well when that uh, fight uh, is announced. Um, 
moving on to uh, other action in boxing uh, and some of the uh, action uh, taking place at the weekend just gone. Uh, we saw Scott Quigg, unfortunately, unable to uh, win the WBO featherweight world title, uh, losing a unanimous decision to Oscar Valdez out in America. Uh, Darren, what did you uh, think of the fight overall? Yeah, I, wa- I watched it the day after. Uh, me and my stepdad sat down and uh, and watched it. I mean, what first of all, what heart the both shown? I mean, I know it's boxing and, and you're going to get punched and injuries, etc. But I mean, for Quigg's face was was a mess after, and obviously Valdez done his job I mean what 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 a fight and, and what heart they both shown um, but I, I was shocked especially early on at how strong Valdez actually is and, and sharp I mean when, when the shots were landing they just you know you, you could sort of feel them through the telephone for a featherweight that's you know that that's not really something you're used to um, early on I didn't think he wouldn't go the distance I thought Valdez were, were going to get him out of there Quig just didn't look like he could get going. Yeah. Um, and then I think Quig landed the right hand that that broke his jaw and, and Quig come back into it a little bit. But I don't think it were ever in doubt at any part of the fight that you know Valdez were going to lose. To be honest, was it just a case of Valdez having just superior skills for Quig? It seemed obviously Quig was walking forward through you know the whole of the fight pretty much, but Valdez just on that back foot just seemed to be outboxing him throughout really. Yeah, I think um, I think like I say, I think Valdez would just would would just better, mm. you know. Yeah. To the simple terms, he would just it was just too good. Um, he stood there when he wanted, and and he hurt quick a number of times, uh, and then he could box box at range w- when he wanted as well. Um, and I think I think the thing with Scott Quig is he didn't move his head really. He just walked forward with his hands up. Now, if that's all you're gonna do, walk forward with your hands up, you know your opponent at, at the level at that they're at. They're just going to have a, a field there, you know, mm. so to speak. You know, you can't, at that level, you can't just walk forward and expect your strength to, to sort of come through when you're fighting someone that's just as strong, but technically superior to you, in my eyes. Um, and he's had, a, he's had a few fights, haven't he, quick before this, obviously, since moving up from Super Bantamweight. Is it that, you know, that golfing class from, you know, those sort of intercontinental and international title fights and then moving up to someone like Valdez, obviously an established world champion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he has beat some good names, uh, but I think he, and he got beat to Frampton, moved up, had a couple of de- decent wins, but, you know, Valdez is 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 not like the people he's been beating. Uh, mm. So... I think Scott, the way Scott were going about it in in the fight, he was just expecting to walk him down and just out out muscle him and out out strength him, and I think he were probably just as shocked at how strong Valdez actually was. Yeah. Um, and it it just shows that you have to change things up in a fight. You can't just keep walking forward. It obviously wasn't working. Do you think that's something that Scott Quick can change? Obviously, you know, he's in his, I think he's in his thirties now, isn't he? And you know, is that. Something that you've either you've got or you've not got in that sort of sense, uh, you know, you're either a you're a boxer or a puncher, that type of thing. I think some like you know, like you said, Valdez what could stand there and he were also moving, so it can be done. But the way Scott Quigg is and and the style he has, mm. that's just his style. Yeah. Go forward and and try out working because he because he's he's fit and everyone goes on about his fitness. But that at world championship level, that's not always enough to do. You, you can't just expect to be. Stronger than him and, and, and expect to win a fight, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 
And obviously, one of the things that we haven't mentioned so far is this whole issue of Scott Quigg not making weight. It was probably the main story coming out of that fight, uh, you know, continued to be talked about uh, before uh, and afterwards. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Quigg weighed in at 128.8 pounds, uh, which is 2.8 pounds over the featherweight limit. Um, Darren, firstly, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Quigg not making weight? Is it unprofessional? Is it is it understandable? What what are your thoughts on it overall? No, nah, it's not understandable. Um, in my eyes, it's unprofessional. You, you know, you get given that weight limit, um, and it's not like you come over, you know, a, a little bit over. You know, it was, it was more yeah. or less three pounds over. So he knew going to that weight, he was going to feel weight. Um, they're saying he had he had. Um, a stress fracture or something, yeah. you know, something in his foot, and then he said in an interview, he always weighs in three pound over the the day of the weighing. I think it was, yeah, yeah, or the, yeah day the, day the, the day before the weighing, yeah, um, the day before. But the he fight, always yeah. gets it off. Now, if that's the case, any other fight, if if he's three pound over the weight limit, and that's how he does it, fair enough. But if he had this injury, why was he still three pounds over the day before? If he knew it was going to be harder to get it off, mm. um. Only he knows that. But, you know, injury or not, you still have to make that weight limit. He chose to go ahead with the fight. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to make the weight, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I know you've just talking just, just before we started recording, you mentioned that you've had a, a similar injury to Quig. What's that injury like to cope with as a fighter? Yeah, I had a, I had a stress fracture in my foot um, a while ago now. I think I was, I think I was still amateur, actually. Um I got it from running in, in the wrong footwear. Um, yeah. Went to the hospital and that's what it was. And it is really painful. And and I can see why he couldn't jog, you know, to get if that's how he did, to get the weight down. Um, but he, he still, like I say, he still chose to go ahead with the fight. Mm. So if you're choosing to go ahead with the fight, then make the weight. Yeah. Or ring Valdez's team or, or whatever and get a catch weight made or do you know some not just coming three pound over the limit and then tell everyone what happened after. Yeah. yeah. I think it was after the fight it come out about his foot, was it? Uh I think it was before actually. Was it before I think the it fight. was before, yeah. yeah. So you know the fact is we can, anyone can say what people will be like, Oh you know how fit he is and dedicated and and, and, and this and that the fact is, he failed. He failed weight after coming up a weight as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's come up from super bantamweight, so he come up and he was saying how how better it was featherweight, and he failed the weight. Mm. That that's the bottom line. He failed the weight, and it's unprofessional. You know, if he knew he had a bad foot, he should have sort of altered his his training for for the weight to make the weight. Mm. In my eyes, and it's quite surprising, isn't it? That is, I think we've seen Frampton fail it as well, but it's pretty surprising that it, that Scott Quigg has failed it. Obviously, someone that's known for you know being a gym freak as i think we were saying before we started recording and someone you know who's always admired for his his work rate and his yeah. his effort and, and all those sort of things so it was surprising that he would be uh one to to uh to come in that far overweight yeah it is a massive shock like you say with him being how he is which which i think why is a lot of people excusing it because of how he is mm. um but to, to come over the way he did um, like you say, Frampton failed weight, which again, anyone failing weight for a title fight, you know, it, it it's wrong. Um, but the fact that, like that, we say again, how dedicated he is, 
And I, th- like, I think that's why so many people are giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because of what he's like. But um, I think I th- once he's here, I mean, his, his face were a mess. And I think if his next fight's at featherweight, even if it's not for a title, I think he has to make the featherweight limit to sort of put wrong the right, if it, you know, put yeah. right the wrong. Put right the wrong, yeah, yeah. yeah. If that makes sense, you yeah, know, he's, yeah. he's got to show. Look, I can do the weight. It won my foot. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he lost his. I mean, what are you ever going to win the fight? This is the thing. Was was if that, if if his game plan were the same as it did in the fight, then no, he wasn't. Mm. Um, so saying he, he he couldn't win, he didn't win the belt uh, or whatever. He didn't win the fight. Yeah. So you know, if he'd have won the fight. And didn't win about then, yeah. It'd have been a, a, a different story, but you know, to me, it was it was second best in 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 sort of the exchanges and in every round, it was sort of second best in in my eyes. Mm. And obviously, he couldn't win the title due to uh, coming in overweight and took a bit of a hefty punishment as well, being fined twenty percent of his purse. Um, I read somewhere; I'm pretty sure that is that is the case. Um, fined twenty percent of his purse, Darren. What what do you make of that? It's yeah, a pretty hefty I mean, punishment. Yeah, it, it, it's an hefty punishment, and, and obviously, what what people may not know is you also have, you know, your, your managers cut, your trainers cut, you know, your tax, you know. Mm. So he's actually, you know, what what he pays in his other costs, I don't know, but you know, it's a lot more than twenty percent what he's actually lost in the yeah, end. Yeah, overall. Overall, you know, and 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 that's that's the thing that twenty percent is lost by his doing, you know. Yeah. So he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a you know he's going to have made good money still, yeah. But he's also he's also lost a lot of money as well in 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 doing what he did. Mm. And obviously a fight yourself. Um, have, have you obviously you've not fought in title fights yet, like Scott Quigg, But you have do you still have to make weight in your own fights yourself? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, well, I still get given a weight when I fight. You know, yeah. Whether it's a title fight or not, yeah, maybe it's a bit heavier than than the welterweight limit, which which, which the titles I'll be fighting for is that. Um, but you still have to make the weight, you know, um, and it's it's the worst part of boxing for me. I, I did it as an amateur. I made weight every week in the championships, in the Commonwealth Games. I had to make, I think it was 10 stone I was at um, for four days in a row, I think it was. Mm. So you know, I've been through the making weight, um, but just not, not 10 stone 7 yet, so hopefully my next fight... I'm saying all this, I best hope I make it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And, yeah. and what is that process like? Obviously, just just sort of try and take us like day by day through, you know, like yeah. in the fight week. The, what is that process of, of process making weight for a fight? When I'm on on a diet, so to speak, I eat every four hours, a um, little bit oftener. So I probably actually eat more when I'm on a diet than I do when I'm not. Right. It's just totally different food. Um because when 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 I'm not making weight, I might eat something at six in the morning, but then I might not eat till two o'clock, right? Or as long as I so when you're dieting, you're eating constant, um, and it's normally the last, the day before the weighing, when when the hard work actually starts. Yeah. Because a lot of times the day before, if you're overweight, it's just water. Excuse me. So then you have to lose the water weight so then which is when you go into the drying out where you don't eat or drink so the day before is when you try lose your water weight <clears throat> or the day before that um and then obviously the day of the weighing 
you know, is, is again, one of the bad days because you just, you, you just really badly need a drink. Mm. Um, you probably sleep better the day before the fight than you do the day before the weigh-in. Yeah. So it's, it's not a nice process. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's obviously got to be done. Is it an issue in boxing? Obviously, 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 we saw Scott Quigg fail it this weekend. It seems like more and more people are doing it. I know Liam Smith did it for his first fight against Williams. This just made top talk it off the top of my head. Yeah. And obviously, other fighters have have done it as well. Is it is it tough? Obviously, you know, with fighters having to come, you know, you know, sort of starve themselves and you know dehydrate to some sort of limit, and then put lots of it back on overnight, and you know. Yeah, 20, think, 20 pounds, 15, 20 pounds heavier than they were when they weighed in. Yeah, I, f- I think the thing with fighters now is they always want to be bigger at the weight, which obviously you you want to be big for the weight, but some fighters take it a bit, a step too far. Right. You know, some fighters might walk around at three, four stone over the fighting weight. Um, yeah. Some fighters, myself, I only walk around probably a stone a stone and a bit over what I actually over 10 stone 7 mm. um, so I've, and I think that that starts causing problems because they want to be bigger at the weight to sort of have it in their head that yeah I can make so s- certain weight um, when really they're probably better off with all the you know like the light welter welter super welter with all the different weights now yeah, y- it's not much different between either but if you're losing that weight it can feel like a massive difference you know mm. I think welterweight's ten stone seven, and I think super welter's eleven stone. I I only know it in I pounds. Think welterweight's hundred and forty-seven. Yeah. Super welterweight's hundred and fifty-four. Is that super welterweight? Super so, super welterweight. Yeah. So how many pounds is that? Is that eight pounds? Is it? That's um. Something like yeah. That? Something, something like that. Something, so that's like four kilo. Right. So that extra four, the last two two pounds are the hardest to get off. So sometimes you're better doing, getting not as much off and going in the weight above and feeling fresh than killing yourself to get to a certain weight. So I think that's the issue these days is everyone wants to be too big for the weight. Uh, and some in some cases, they don't actually get that energy back yeah. in time for the fight. Mm. And just moving away from the issue of making weight, just moving back on um, to the fight just for a few moments. Um, a big win for... Oscar Valdez, probably his best win to date, I think it'd be uh, fair to say. Where do you sort of, you know, see the the number one featherweight at the moment? Is it Valdez? Is it Leo Santa Cruz? Is it um, another one of the world champions, I think, Selby? I think there's obviously Frampton there. I think Frampton's up at featherweight now, isn't he? Yeah. Now, you've got, obviously, like you say, you've got Valdez, Santa Cruz, Selby, who's boxing Warrington, and, uh, and, and Frampton now. The top two for me is probably Santa Cruz... And Frampton. Uh, now I can remember a few months ago, everyone thought Valdez was the weakest. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember what I was watching. Um, and they were saying Valdez. If if you're a featherweight, you're looking at Valdez. Yeah. After that performance, I don't think you are looking at Valdez. To, mm. to be honest. Gar- Gary Russell Jr. is the WBC Gary Russell champion. Gary Russell Jr. Well. I, don't, I think you probably want to stay away from him. Yeah. You know, looking at him, at world title level is no easy fight. Mm. Um, but some are preferred than others. But for me, I think Frampton, Santa Cruz, um, Valdez, Russell, I think, I like Selby, but I think at the minute he's probably the, the weaker ones looking at the other champions. I yeah. think so. Not that he's weak, yeah, but out of the champions, I'd, I'd probably say, especially after his last few performances, I'd probably say Selby's the, 
the weaker champion, so to speak. Yeah, um, no, I think I think that's a, a fair point. Obviously, he's not had not had those big fights yet. No. Hopefully, obviously, we've got the the Warrington one, which obviously yeah. is a big fight, and he has been talking a lot about unification, and he I think it was mentioned about Frampton. Uh, Fram- previously, yeah. obviously, I think that's not come off. So he's, he struggled, and he really Selby. Yeah, I think Frampton will end up fighting the winner of Selby, Warrington. Mm. If, he beats, if he beats if he beats if he beats Dana, yeah, Dene. yeah, exactly. Dene. If he beats Dana, um, and I think is Santa Cruz fighting Mar Mara, Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, so Valdez, I think I think Valdez will go after the winner of them, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, and and there's there's some. There's some good fights, but like you say, it can all get turned on its head. Mm. If, for example, Santa Cruz lose to Mares and and Warrington beat Selby, and Donair beats Frampton, yeah, yeah, you know it, it, it yeah. totally changes. Mm. Um, so you know, it, it, there's a good, you know, the the Selby Warrington is the first of the of the fights at that way. Mm. Um, no, sorry, uh, Frampton, Frampton, Frampton Donair, yeah, sorry, yeah. Simple, yeah. Um, but I think the winner of Frampton. Donair will fight the winner of Selby Warrington. Yeah. I would imagine. And I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there has been a bit of a talk about a World Boxing Super Series at Featherweight. That have you I'm not sure if you've heard about that, but no, I've heard would, I've heard they're bringing out some weights in it, yeah. Yeah, um, later this uh, this year, but that would be a fantastic division to have a, a World Boxing Super Series, obviously with some of the, yeah, yeah some of the fighters that we've named. Yeah, I mean if you if you just think of Valdez, Santa Cruz, Selby or Warrington. Uh, or both maybe um, Frampton again you know so let's say for me Warrington could beat Selby so I'm going to say Valdez Santa Cruz Warrington um, Frampton have I said Frampton yeah Frampton um, and then Gary Russell, Russell Jr as well mm. uh, you took them in along with some other top Top featherweights, you know, you've you've got yourself a a, a tasty a tasty tournament, there and I won't, I don't think I'll be able to pick a winner. Yeah, no, um, it's, because it's the look of the draw. Yeah, I think Frampton and Santa Cruz are the top the top seeds, but you know, if they meet first, one of them's out. Mm. So who who's gonna follow? So I, I'd like to see it definitely. Yeah, and I know you mentioned Frampton being the second ranked featherweight, which I couldn't understand, but what did you make of his last performance against Garcia, I think it was, and one the most No, it wasn't display. the best, was it? Um, is that just an off night, or is that... I think, obviously, it was his first fight with Jamie Moore, who, who is a brilliant trainer. Uh, I've sparred Tommy Coyle and met him, and he's a, he's a lovely fellow. Um, you know, so I think it was just settling into his new camp, and, um, you know, the... Could he get up for the fight? Maybe he couldn't get up for it. Mm. Uh, the Donair fight, I, I can. If he can't get up for that, then there's somewhat of him. But looking yeah. at his social media, he definitely looks up for that fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, twenty-three minutes we've done there, just talking about uh, Quig and Valdez. Yeah. Um, let's move on uh, to another subject, and uh, one that I spoke to you a little bit about uh, last week, uh, and can probably do with another a long conversation yeah. on it is about the uh, uh, the Canelo drug situation yeah. uh, last week he tested positive for a banned substance clenbuterol uh, he's subs- subsequently come out and uh, blamed uh, meat contamination for that um, Darren I know you've got quite a strong opinion yeah, on, I'd, I'd on drugs in the sport What's, what are your thoughts I like Canelo situation? as well um, yeah. and, and it's hard with, with, with him being one of my top fighters but he failed a drug test simple as that um, and failing a drug test means you have had Something that's legal, 
um, is blame the meat contamination, which if you know the, the, the contamination is high in Mexico and you're from Mexico, mm. of course you're going to blame that. Yeah. Whether it is that or not, that's obvious you're going to blame that because it's the only excuse which it looks like he's getting away with it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I was thinking about this earlier actually before before I came. Right. If, if it's in his meat or in, in the meat in Mexico, yeah, it's hard to order meat from another country, obviously, but surely there'd be some that you can test it with or... You know, he's he's obviously a superstar in Mexico, so yeah. I was gonna. I was he's not he's not going to know cheap market for yeah, for, yeah. for his meat. You like know, you could it, you could understand it if it was another fighter, but as you say, if it's Canelo Alvarez, the biggest fighter exactly. in world boxing at the moment. He's you know however many staff. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if it was an unknown Mexican fighter, then yeah, you know he'd be like he'd probably gone to his local market and got it. Mm. But when you're at the top of your game, like Canelo is, you know, he's a superstar and. He's obviously getting his meat from the best place in Mexico. Now, for me, the best place in Mexico shouldn't be contaminated. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get yeah. It's an awkward one because it's all this meat contamination and it's it's happening in bad in Mexico, apparently, but he um, failed the drug test. That's mm. the, People can say what they want. He's failed the drug test. Um, whether he'll, as, as if he's failed his other one, hasn't he? Has he, t- has he had two? Is I think that- he failed his, his, his original one. Well, and I think they've retested him. I think they've retested him and done other tests, and they've come positive, as in he's so not he's not failed them. He's not failed. He's them. not yeah, failed so them. Yeah, that, if that makes sense. It's weird, um, but I think regardless whether it, it clears him, it clears his name or not, it's always going to be associated with him. Now. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's the worst thing. Yeah, uh, for his age and, and where he is in the boxing, it's, it's always going to be known for failing the drug test. Yeah, definitely. Just to sort of put the, the counter-argument towards you, say if you go to Asda tonight, you buy some meat and you yeah. make a meal and you eat it and then you do a drugs test tomorrow and you fail it. Is there sort of sympathy there, you know? Do you do you know? No, because do you expect if, every fighter to go and check if, the ingredients if, of everything and you test can, it all you and You can that check your ingredients, obviously not. Um, but, see, I get mine from a sponsor, uh, right. Blue Wheels Farm, so I'll get them in while I can. Nice plug. Yeah, um, but I think it's hard. This this is the hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I fail the drug test, I should be banned. Whether it's my fault or not, I should be banned. I failed the drug test. So if I say I shouldn't be, that's just backtracking on the yeah. interview we did last week on, on what I'm saying. Right. Um, but I'm not at the level of this. This is this is this. Yeah. I think yeah. this is the this is where it's it's hard. It's an hard pill to swallow because of the level he's at. You know. He's got the money to get his meat tested if he wanted. Mm. You know, is it is it a fact that it's not diet food? Is it a fact that he's just gone? I don't know, to a festival or somewhere in Mexico and bought I a burger. Going to say Nando's then. <laughs> yeah, has he gone to Nando's and, and and or has he gone? You know, is it meat that he's bought and that he's cooking with a diet, or is it has he gone to a restaurant? Yeah. What restaurant it, is it? Knows, you know. And I think if I was him, I'd be coming out and saying where I've got it from and and how. I don't think much has been said on how it's happened. Yeah. Or not that I've read or well, all, looked all, or whatever. All we've heard so far is that statement from Golden Boy. And then yeah. and then I don't know if you've read about some I, of the I, statements I, that the WBC and the WBA have made. They've yeah, they're been, just forgiving him, aren't they, basically? Yeah. That's, that's what they're doing. But, um, surprise, surprise. If, 
If Lee Selby failed the drug test and said it will meet contamination, would he get away with it? No. Mm. It'd be banned. Simply, it'd be banned. Um, and I think I think Canelo and his team have got to do more than write a statement saying meat contamination because that doesn't explain nothing. Yeah. That's just, yeah, we're in my meat, that's it. Brush, br- try brush it aside. Um, and I don't... Uh, ban him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is, yeah. is, it, it, so he needs to do something. So he can't just get away with it. Yeah. In my eyes anyway. No. Um, obviously, you mentioned there the, the Golovkin rematch. That's his next biggest fight. Obviously, probably... Probably the biggest fight in world boxing yeah. at the moment. Is is it a case of there's just been too much money in that fight to, to stop that going ahead yeah, whether it, Canelo it, fails it a drug test? It kills me to say it because, like I say, Golovkin is my number one fighter at the minute um, and I'd love to see the rematch, but the need to get the meat contamination situation dealt with before that fight happens mm. because whatever happens in that fight the meat contamination is going to get brought up after whether if Canelo wins or loses, it's something is going to be brought up about it. So they need to get that settled in my eyes hmm. before the fight happens. But will it? No. Like you said, there's too much money in it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a massive fight. There's, there's too much money. Everyone's going to earn too much money, including the venue and the, the, the city or town, whatever you want to call it, where it is. There's, yeah. there's too much money on the line to not have it. Yeah. It's- Probably <laughs> very very bleak, but probably probably true. Um, just sort of moving on to drug testing, um, you know, in a in a wider context. Obviously, you've had fifteen fights yourself, been yeah. professional since two thousand thirteen. Is that yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, I forget myself. I think, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, two thousand thirteen. Um, how much drug testing have you personally been under, and how much is there in British boxing at the moment? I have a guess. I've had fifteen fights. How many times have I been drug tested? Zero. Yep, none. Which is the thing. If you're top 10 ranked, I think, or is it top 15 in the country? I, I can't, off top of me, I can't remember. Uh, right. You get tested. If you're not in the top 15, you don't. Right. So. Is that the top 15 of the I, British? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I said, I, it's something along them lines. Okay. Um, okay. I think last time I looked, I was 17 and I I've never been tested. Um, But they should test everyone. If you're enrolled with a boxing board, they should you should get tested. Yeah. Um, whatever, whether you've had one fight or 51, you should be tested. Because it's like, if if I... Let's say it's the top 10 in Britain that gets ranked, that gets tested, and I fight someone that's number eight and I win. Maybe I'll get tested with it being a big fight, but if not, if I don't, still don't go above 10, that means I won't get tested. So I could take what I want, knowing, oh, well, I'm probably not going to get tested, so I'm fine. Hmm. You know, they shouldn't do that. I think if, you, if you've if you got a boxing licence, you should be liable to be tested. Yeah. I'm not saying every week. I'm just saying Yeah. you should, you know, people should be able to say, right, yeah, do a drug test. Mm. It's or, so or maybe every boxer after a fight needs to do a urine sample Yeah. and, and hand it in. And, you know, I think that, I think that should happen anyway. Mm. Whether it will or not, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's, it surprises me that you've not been tested once. Did we no. in the amateurs? Was there no no testing? No, I went to the Commonwealth Games and one of the one of the team did. They just picked a random one of us, okay. um, and so, and I never got picked. But I think if you asked most of the British boxers who are at the top level, probably never been tested. Yeah, which is scary. Really, it's it's, you, it's surprising. It. It's surprising. Mm. I think if 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 you were to say to most boxing fans sports fans whatever 
do you think you've been tested? I, yeah. You would think that they would say yes, what is? Yeah, hundred percent. I um, think I think you, you should be tested. You know. Yeah. Um, is it is it a, an issue of cost with the British Boxing Board of Control, or is it just them not cost. prioritizing it's, it? Or? It's probably cost. Um, and a lot of the small law shows aren't publicised anyway, mm. so maybe maybe they don't think they have to. I, I'm not sure, but um, I think it needs because too many. It just seems to be more and more. Yeah, more and more people seem to be failing on some some sort of thing or another. Um, so I do think it needs to be to be looked at. And does it have a, a risk of tarnishing the sport as a whole? Obviously, we you know cycling and athletics. You know, if you talk to anyone about those, they'll <clears throat> they'll bring up you know Lance Armstrong yeah. and. Yeah, yeah whoever else in, in athletics is that perhaps boxing potentially could go the same way I'm not sure whether it'll tarnish the full sport because there's a lot of clean yeah, clean athletes as well um, but it'll always have that cloud over it where you're going to get someone that's going to always mention it um, which is why I think there should be more more precautions took when it comes to when it comes to the drug testing mm. yeah but, uh, a big issue, a big issue in the sport, and 100%, you know, and it needs looking at, yeah. you know, because you'd never in a million years thought Canelo would have failed a drug test. But now, when you look at the pictures of him before and after what everyone's putting up, you sort of look at it and think, you know, is it innocent? You know, looking mm. at him, um, and, and one of the things we've not, sure. we've we've not even touched upon, obviously, you know, there's lots of testing in in other sports, but there's not testing in a sport where. People could people could die, you know. Yeah. People can cause serious injury, and you yeah, know, as you, you know said, put punches from in the face. You know, it's it seems right, barmy. Riding a bike, and this is no disrespect to to to, to cyclists, yeah. but if you ride a bike and you lose to someone that's had drugs, yeah, you, you've lost a medal or whatever you lose. You know, if you have a fight against someone that's on drugs, steroids, or whatever it be, you know that that can end someone's life, and and if that ends someone's, if you know. It, if someone loses their life to someone that fails a drug test, imagine what that'd do to boxing. Mm. You know, um, so <clears throat> precautions need to be took with it, in my eyes. Yep, and um, probably a dispo- disappointing uh, note to end on on that subject. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, fingers crossed, as you said, that, uh, you know, it, it we can see changes to it. I think, yeah. Um, moving on to the next subject, uh, one of the biggest fights, uh, potentially, uh, in world boxing, apparently, uh, the deal is done between Jorge Linares and Vasil Lomachenko for the WBC lightweight world title, uh, set to take place at the Madison Square Garden in New York on May 12th. Uh, Darren, fantastic fight this one. Two, two of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters oh, uh, in my eyes. Fight. Fingers um, crossed it happens. Yeah, fingers crossed it happens. Um, I think, you know, like I was saying, Canelo is one of my favourite fighters and Golovkin and Lomachenko, you know, they're my top three. Um, I think you know, even though what he did in the amateurs, it doesn't always mean top pro makes a top a top amateur makes a top pro. But surely you've got to give Lomachenko some credit for the fights he's been in mm. since he's been pro. He's unbelievable. Now fighting Linares, who who's an unbelievable who's an unbelievable fighter. Um, like I said, the deal's almost done. Uh, is it? See, the thing I'm where. Thinking, you know, is it the toughest fight of both the careers? I'm not sure because the reason is, like I said, Lomachenko's been in with Russell, um, Rigondeau, Rigondeau, Rigondeau yeah. um, Walters, Walters. Walters. You know, I think the thing with Linares is he brings something different to 
you know, Walters was a massive puncher. Um, Rigonda were a brilliant counter-puncher. And I think, you know, Russell Southpaw counter-puncher fairly strong. Linares is super fast and, and technically probably one of the best Lomachenko's box. Mm. It's probably similar to Lomachenko, isn't it, really? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, in, in a sense, for technical, uh, obviously Lomachenko is just something else. Um, the thing that, that I think about in the fight is Linares has been stopped and it was by a southpaw. Right. In DeMarco, I think it was. Um, which, I, it's hard to go against Lomachenko. But then when Linares fights, it's, it's sort of hard to go against him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if that fight's made in May, I mean, what a year, what a month May is. Yeah. If, if it's made, what a month uh, and, and what a fight. Yes, potentially in May we could have Linares, Lomachenko, could have your fight. <laughs> oh, my fight, yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure if they were as good as them, like. But, um, but yeah, Selby, Selby Warrington, uh, yeah. Hey, Hey, Bowie, uh, Bowie rematch, and obviously Canelo, Canelo Golovkin Can- too, Canelo if that Golovkin, happens. Um, you know, so what a month. And, you know, it's one of them, you probably couldn't just pick one of them to watch you, you, out of that month. Mm. But for me, I mean, what, what a fight. Yeah. You know, that that's all you can, I can sort of say on it. To sort of play devil's advocate, obviously they're both counter-punchers, quite sort of like, you know, proper bo- proper boxes. Is there a potential that they may try and cancel each other out and it might be a bit scrappy or cagey or um, anything like that? I think the thing with Lomachenko is the thought that about the Rigondal fight mm. um, and Lomachenko just sort of upped it. You know, um, I think... Linares is going to try make the fight and I think Lomachenko just uses for footwork um, you know but I just can't see I think I can't see any fight of Lomachenko has been boring yeah. even if it's one sided mm. you just want to watch um, you know but but we'll see and um, I think there's been there was talk obviously it seems pretty much done now obviously we're talking about it as if it Hasn't been done, obviously. It's not officially confirmed, yeah. but the reports are that it is going to be. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we saw reports that it may not happen because of, I think, a HBO deal and because of... Linares has got the HBO deal, I think, and Lomachenko's on ESPN. Yeah, but I think that's being resolved now, so the fight's going to take place on ESPN. Right. Is it good that, you know, that the TV politics and the promoter mm-hmm. politics aren't getting in, in the way of these big yeah. fights? I think if the fight gets made... That's one thing you can definitely take from it. You know, for these days it's sort of if you're with one promoter, you're not going to fight someone else with another, and it shouldn't be like that. Mm. You know, you want to see good fights. Um, so I think if it's been on the if it's on ESPN, is it Lomachenko that's with ESPN? Yeah, yeah. I think they know what you know what it'll draw. Um, and I think, you know, fair play to both teams. Obviously, one team had to give give in, so Linares obviously have, have agreed mm. ESPN. Um, you know, but I think the, it all depends on American TV. You mm. know, is ESPN free? Is it? I believe is so. It, is believe HBO so. free over there? I don't think HBO is free. You know, so sort of... Analogy. I you, don't think HBO is free, but I'm pretty sure ESPN if you're, is. If you're an American, you probably... It's sort of like a fight being on Sky Sports box office mm. and being on ITV. If yeah. it's made on ITV... Probably Sky Sports is probably like the fair example, but do, do, yeah. do you know I what I mean? I get, if, I get, if you I don't have point, to pay yeah, for yeah. it, yeah, it's then free, obviously yeah. it's better for everyone. Mm. Um, but yeah, 
good fight and, and fair play to both teams as well. Mm. Would you say that this is Lomachenko's toughest fight today? Obviously, I know I know you mentioned uh, Walters and that sort of thing, but is is Linares a step up uh, on those yeah, guys? Yeah, I think he's a step up because he's been in the bigger fights uh, and he's boxed, you know, all over the place. He's been obviously over over this end, um, but I also don't think Linares is ever going to have seen anyone like Lomachenko either. Mm. Um, but I mean, the way we're talking about this fight, you would not think Lomachenko's record is is under ten fights. T- ten fights? Uh, no, ten wins. Sorry, one defeat. Is that what? Is that what? So I yeah. mean, to talk about a fight like this when you're talking about someone who's had eleven fights. Mm. I mean, I've had fifteen, and <laughs> and and I'm struggling to sell tickets. <laughs> you know, so it shows what kind of fighter Lomachenko is. Yeah, and it's also a risk on Linares. In what sense? Fighting someone that's had 11 fights. Ah, if, right, if you're yeah. looking at that, you know, Lomachenko's not like any other fighter that's had 11 fights, but, you know, what a test for for both of them. Um, but I, I'm I'm still going to say Lomachenko. Mm, yeah, I'd have to agree. I think, yeah. for me, Lomachenko's the pound-for-pound pound number yeah. one by a country distance. Just Especially whenever you see him fight. Skill-wise, skill, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, you... I say for me, there's Lomachenko, Golovkin, and, and and Canelo are my top three favorite fighters. Right. Um, just moving on to a couple of other fights that have been uh, officially announced uh, and confirmed. Uh, Josh Kelly, of course, a, a Rio 2016 uh, GB Olympian, uh, has been announced to fight Carlos Molina for the WBA International title, I believe. Uh, that to take place on the uh, Anthony Joshua Joseph Parker undercard. Uh, Molina with a, a good record. Uh, I'll just draw it up in here, but I believe he's he's fought at world level. Yeah, Darren I think and, he's uh, fought for a world title, hasn't he? I think. Really Has he been a world champion? I think he's been a world champion. Let I mean, me, let me have a look. I think he's been a world champion, but I mean, so so just to go on his record, so twenty eight wins, only eight defeats, two draws. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he has been at world level as well. Let me just double check. He's got a draw with yeah. Ishii Smith, hasn't he? I think. I think he had. Uh, he he, he beat Ishii Smith by split decision. So he is right. a, a former yeah, former so IBF he's, world he's, champion. Is is definitely up there, and, and I mean, you know, you, you you've got to take your hat off to Josh Kelly. I think for you know for taking a fight against a former world champion, regardless of uh, Molina's last few fights or whatever. But you know, t- to take on someone that's been at that level in. Your sixth fight, or or, sixth fight, or yeah. whatever it is, um, is something else. But the thing is, where it's 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 a clever matchmaking. Is Molina's not known as a puncher. Josh Kelly's a fan, an unbelievable boxer, you mm. know. So I, I can see just Josh Kelly just outboxing him. I think. Yeah, well, just just to give a bit of information on Molina, as Darren was saying, not noted as a big puncher. Uh, Twenty-eight wins, only eight of those. Uh, have come by a knockout. He's lost his last two as well in Santo Domingo and in Paris. So a good name, but yeah. perhaps not good the name, best opponent. But, but clearly a step up for Kelly, yeah, nevertheless. Yeah, regardless of all, you know, Molina's probably on the way down. But again, some fighting someone in your sixth fight at that level is is obviously some of that's not heard of these days. So um, good matchmaking and. Fair play to both camps because Molina's also got a lot to lose. Yeah. If he loses to someone that's six and all, five and all, five and all, sorry, um, you know, that's regardless of how top amateur he was. You know, if you lose to a six and all 
after being a world champion, then it's five and all. <laughs> sorry, uh, it's time to time to call it. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. And uh, but it clearly shows that Matchroom and Adam Booth have have got confidence in Josh Kelly. And yeah, the, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you can't not have confidence in him. You know, um, it is unbelievable. Uh, I know him from the amateur. I've been on a few England training with him, um, and he's a nice lad as well. Mm. So you know, I mean, what a fight and. You know, it's a step up for Kelly, but also I think Molina's going to come, you know, with a pressure if he has to win. He can't afford to lose this fight at this stage of his career, I don't think. Yeah, and massive occasion as well for Kelly. Is the obviously you, you mentioned that you 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 know him personally? Would you say that? Not not know him properly, no. But I've, yeah. I've done a few technical spars with him and, as an amateur and 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 stuff like yeah. that. Do you think he's someone that can rise to that occasion that's not going to get overwhelmed by that sort nah, of thing. I think, you know, if you're an Olympian, the occasion, I don't think it'll, it'll get to you. Right. You've had the pressure of that. Um, mm. I think it, it would, the thing with Kelly is if it gets past six or seven rounds and he's, he's in with a strong, strong fighter that can box as well, I think that's when you'll, you'll sort of see the making him. But I mean, you can't fault him at this uh, at the minute for what he's for what he's been doing and what he's done. Mm. And he was boxed as well in in his short career. You yeah, hundred percent. I'm pretty sure. Just let me have a look through his record. I'm pretty sure that he's yeah he's only ever fought opponents that have got winning records. Winning record again, so Obviously, you know, you know records don't tell you don't everything. Mean, no, of course, no. they don't. But you know, still shows that you know he's not. He shows the confidence in his team, doesn't yeah. it? You know, he he wants the big fights, and and this is a big fight for him. So you know, good luck to him. 100%. Um, moving on to uh, a fight that's uh, a little bit uh, closer to uh, to come. Uh, Lewis Ritson defends his uh, British title against Scott Cardell. Uh, that fight to take place uh, in, a, in a week or so uh, on the Dillian White-Lucas Brown undercard. Uh, another fight for Lewis Ritson, who was only out last month uh, in Manchester. Yeah, they're getting him out quicker, defending the British, aren't they? Um, mm. What do you think of that fight? I like, I like Ritson, I like his style and, and, and how he fights. Um a friend of mine, uh, my training partner, actually did a, an exhibition with him up uh, up Newcastle, um, and he said he's really strong. Um, I can see it being a messy fight, right? Um, with Cardell, how, how Cardell is, I can I can see Cardell being cut, Ritson being cut, maybe, but I can see. I think Ritson could get him out of there because I think Cardell likes to have a fight. Mm. If you look at his last, he tries standing when he shouldn't, uh, and I think if he stands with Ritson, he's, you know, yeah. he's in a bit of trouble. I think uh, so. Yeah, for me, Ritson's looking really good at the minute, and to do what he did to Joe Murray as early as he did, I think that shows, you know, the level at what he's at, and a good fight. I'll definitely be be watching that fight. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think Ritson probably holds that edge. Is that the case of Ritson just? Too too much, but I know he's obviously mentioned earlier yeah. about that world level. You know, obviously, Quig probably the bigger man against Founders, but that doesn't win you fight no. at a British level, perhaps. At British level, it can uh, yeah. maybe. Um, but I think Ritson too too young. Uh, I don't know the ages, but you know, too young in boxing sense and too fresh. You know, Carl has been in a lot of hard fights, mm. and this is going to be another hard fight for him. Yeah. Um, so now I think Ritson will, will will come through and 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 stop him late. Presuming that Ritson does beat Cardell, and obviously that's a tough fight. There's been talk that he could fight the winner of uh, Sean Dodd and Tommy Coyle. 
how do you see that the dot coil uh, the yeah the dot coil fight going I've sparred in? coil um i've never sparred that i sparred coil a few times i sparred him for the campbell fight right and i sparred him for what is last fight or did i, I sparred him i recognized him um yeah. And he, he's strong and uh, and fast as well. He's got quick hands and, and sharp. But style-wise, I think they're both. Lewis Richardson's wrong for both of them. Mm. Uh, style and, it, and and I do like Coyle and, and I'd probably like Coyle to win. But I think Richardson is just too strong yeah. um, and too accurate, and he don't waste no. Um, which you know is a case of not just walking forward using his strength. You know he does think and his in his jab as well. He's he's got a brilliant jab. Um, but again, I'd probably rather see the Ritz and Do- uh, Coyle fight. I think it'll be a better fight to watch. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think Ritz and probably be out of them. Cardell, Ritz and Dodd and Coyle. I think Ritz and number one. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd, I'd agree with that, particularly on his. His last few performances. Yeah, his last few performances. Him, yeah, but they're probably tougher, tougher challenges out there. Yeah, so, yeah, know. massively tougher challenges. Um, but John Mayer were a massive challenge for him, and and he, he come through that in, in the round. Yeah, you know, so it shows the level that Ritson's at. Mm. Uh, finally, uh, Caleb Truax rematches James DeGale for the IBF Super Welterweight World Title. Uh, that fight taking place at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas on April seventh. So. Not too far away, uh, that fight. Obviously, we've no. not seen a TV deal of any sorts, and that fight will be on the undercard, I believe, as well, uh, to the uh, Lara Heard fight uh, out in Vegas. Um, what are your thoughts on DeGale getting I that rematch, Darren? It's, for, for me, just just a comment on it, I think it's it's a strange one, really. It's, Should it's have on gone the undercard in Vegas, and it's only a couple of yeah. weeks away. No British TV deal. Did he, Very strange. Did he do anything in the first fight to warrant it? You know, and also, I think was it? Yeah, right. That's the only reason he's got it. Truax, I think, after beating the girl when no one expected him to, I think he probably deserves a bit of an easier one. To be fair, Hmm. you beat the champion in the champion's backyard, yeah, and then you have to defend it in your own backyard against the same person. Um, Can James the girl write it? I'm not sure. I don't know what the girl's got now, um, to be honest. Um, but was it a fluke? You know, obviously we'll, we're going to find out on April the seventh. And um, Lara heard. I don't know much about her, to be fair. Uh, Lara, his class, his skills are a class, but I just can't get into watching him. Yeah, I won't. That's, that's I probably the, won't watch that show, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Lomachenko Southpaw counterpunch, but you want to watch him. Mm. Larry, he, he talks loads, and then he just it doesn't. You know, he's class. I'm not saying he's not class, but I just can't. I can't like that card there doesn't really excite me. To be fair, yeah. Looking at them to, personally, it, it's not. It don't really excite me. Mm. Just returning to the the Truax the Gale fight, just on that first one, just seemed like. The Gale got beat so easily in, yeah, in that fight. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, this is, is the it, weird thing. There's that obviously there's a famous saying in boxing about you know fighters getting old overnight, and obviously the Gale was coming uh, off the back of that twelve round war with Badu Jack. Badu Jack that, was it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it a case of ring rust? Um, I'm not sure because you, I know Mayweather's another level, but uh, 
Melva come out of two and a half years and beat Marquez up. Yeah, he was smaller, but they say the best fighters don't get it. Mm. Um, has James DeGale done what he can do? Um, was James DeGale focusing on a Groves fight before mm. the Truax fight? I'm not sure. Or were Truax just too relentless? And is he going to be again? That That's the thing. That's the only thing with, that, with this fight, what you sort of intrigued about. Yeah. Is DeGale just passed it? Did he have an off night? Or is Truax maybe coming into his own and maybe in some big fights himself? I'm, I'm not too sure. We'll have to uh, wait and see. Just mm. just on DeGale specifically, obviously he was with Frank Warren just for just for that show, I believe, mm. um, against uh, against Truax uh, in the first fight. Obviously he's been previously with Eddie Hearn, obviously. Um, but April 7th, this fight, obviously there's... No, no, no British TV yeah, deal. Obviously, you've got, a, you've got a Brit in a world title fight. I think it in will a rematch be on. And, you know. I think it'll be on Box Nation. Box yeah. Nation tends to pick up fights that that mm. you don't really think are, are going to get shown. But like you say, he's had no. It's it's not been anywhere, there's has been it? No, really, in no, the there's media, no, there's no, no you know. promotion for him. No, um, no. Has he wanted it like that? You know, April the seventh. I mean, how many weeks is that? Two, three. So Habit, you know, Califari you know, you normally weeks. train for six, eight weeks. I've, as Digil wanted it quiet to focus and, and make a, you know, make it right again. You, you're not sure, but um, now it's announced. I mean, I'm intrigued to see how the British media go about it. Now it's out there. Yeah. If if he's been, he's obviously been training for eight weeks. I would imagine. Um. So, you know, it's three a week, I'll have probably two hard week left. You're not really going to get any fitter. Mm. Um, so now I'm interested to see how, how he goes about it and how he is mentally in the interviews that he does. Just moving on to uh, a couple of questions that we've uh, had sent in, Darren, uh, on my yep. uh, social media. Uh, a couple of topics, obviously, we've, we have mentioned uh, in the conversation already, but just to sort of just give a, a brief answer on those. Uh, James Moss asks, "What's your stance on the Canelo uh, on the Canelo failed drug situation, and should the fight against Golovkin go ahead?" Uh, again, we, I think we spoke for about twenty minutes on this, didn't yeah. we? So I'm not gonna go back into it. My stance on the Canelo failed drug test is bang out of order, and need Canelo more than anyone. Canelo, himself, you know, needs to make a statement. And should the fight uh, fight against Golovkin go ahead? Not until this whole meat contamination thing is is sorted. You know, once we have the answers and and um, a statement or a some sort from Canelo, um, then no, the, the this drug situation needs sorting before the fight because. It's going to cast a shadow over the fight, after the fight, and during the yeah. fight as well, I think. Uh, James also asks, what's your predictions for the Selby-Warrington fight? For me, it depends which Selby turns up. Uh, again, you know, Josh has brought it back, brought boxing to Yorkshire, you know, and, and I speak to him and he's, he's, a, he's a wicked lad. Um, and it depends which Warrington turns up. If the Selby from his last few fights turn up, Warrington wins. Because I've not seen anything from Selby. What, mm. what's, what's looked good? You know, they're calling them Welsh Mayweather and everything. Uh, and I've not seen that. And I think it's how the fight starts. For me, and I think a lot of the boxing people out there will think Selby's going to start fast. Warrington's going to finish fast. Mm. It just depends. If that's the case, when does Selby slow? And when 
does warrant him pick it up. Does he pick it up too late? Finish the last four rounds really strong, but he started too late and loses on points. Um, but my prediction is warrant and close points. Uh, Andrew asks, "Are you a secret shaman?" Obviously, you asked me about I it didn't before. Know. We started I didn't know really this really yeah, so. question, but uh, are you a secret Halifax fan? Is uh, the uh, sort of abbreviation for that one? And more generally, which football team do you support, Darren? Andrew, I'm uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Um, I'm a I'm a Bradford City fan. Um, been been obviously from from Bradford. Mm. Um, sorry, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm not. Uh, Cameron asks, "How spicy do you go at Nando's?" <laughs> I, I got a story about this. Um, I'll quickly tell it. I, I, the first time I went to Nando's, uh, I quite like spicy food, and I went in the the I think it was the Junior ABA final after I won. I went to Nando's for the first time, and I wasn't sure what it was going to be, so I ordered hot. Uh, I don't think extra hot or whatever it is were out then. I, I just ordered hot, um, and the waitress actually brought free milk over because of my eyes watering I think I was nearly crying after it so um, I learned from that but now I, I just get mild to be fair and the lemon and herb one yeah so I agree I, I, I stick to that rather than if I ever want free milk though, I'll just I'll just get <laughs> hot again and, and she brought some free milk out for me for me and my me friend so yeah so yeah lemon and herb lemon and herb I agree uh, Jack Harris one of my mates uh, aka Haggis uh, he's asked who do you think the number one pound for pound fighter is it's a good question. I think it, it depends on what you like. Um, like we were saying earlier, my top three, obviously, Canelo, Golovkin and, and Lomachenko. But I think for the quality of opponents in such a short time and skill skill set, you know, you, you've got to say Lomachenko. Mm. Um, just for skill, uh, by a, you know what I mean, followed very, very close, maybe joint first with Golovkin. Yeah. Um, and Canelo, the thing that gets me with a pound for pound is a lot of people still rank Canelo higher than Golovkin. And I just don't understand how you can... Most people for... Well, what did you think of the first... How did you score the first fight? I've not even asked you. Golovkin. Golovkin. Close? Wide? Not as close as people think, for yeah. me. Um, again, this isn't biased because I, I love Golovkin, because I love Canelo. So yeah. this is not biased. It's just... Right. I just think Golovkin obviously pressed press more, but that don't win a fight. But I just think he landed more, I think, um, and shown more willingness to, to fight. Uh, so I think it was close-ish. Yeah, but, it was. It was a know, close. I think fight. I get Gol- the thing is with with fights like that is you can have twelve close rounds, but if you score them twelve close rounds to one person, yeah, yeah you've got definitely. a shutout. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't always reflect what what sort of happened in in the fight. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I agree. I think Golovkin won, but the rounds was I think Golovkin won a few rounds clear, but also you know nicked a few rounds. Mm. Um, but for me, Golovkin won the fight. So yeah. So sorry, Jack. To answer your question, mate, it's uh, Lomachenko closely followed by Golovkin and um, Canelo, my top three. Crawford's the one that's yeah, always put Crawford's that, popping up that in list it, um, as well. What, obviously, he was the. Uni- you know what? It was I, undisputed. One, he I'm had probably, all four belts. Yeah, I'm probably going to get some stick now for off boxing fans. I don't. I haven't watched much of Crawford. Right. Um. But is I, I have seen highlights um, of him and 
and he's obviously special. Mm. But he's not for me. He's not for anyone at the highest level. I mean, he beat Idongo. Indongo. Um, yeah. Indongo. Uh, who's he fighting next, Crawford? Is, is he? Uh, he's meant to be fighting Jeff Horn, who beat Pacquiao over in See, Australia. That, that for me. I know he beat Pacquiao and, and then he beat Corcoran. Yeah. But to be labelled as the pound for pound number one, mm. he, you know, to fight Jeff Horn. I know Jeff Horn's a world champion and he wants all the belts, but um, it's obviously Crawford's definitely in the top five. Yeah. No. Without a doubt. Um, again, it depends what you like. Yeah, I think it'll be a fight. test for him going up to welterweight. I think he'll he'll beat Jeff Horn probably I, very I easily. But Jeff there's some Horn, yeah. massive fights at welterweight. There's Errol Spence, Spence Steve Furman, uh, yeah. Garcia, Amir Khan. If I was, if in, there, I was in, massive names in well, at welterweight. Probably go after Garcia. Right. Uh, Spence, I think, is a bit a bit special. Uh, Furman, I I haven't watched much of Furman. Um, but the welterweight division is is obviously stacked. Um, mm. But I mean, what what weight did Crawford start? At? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Obviously, he's, he's moving up from. He's, he just keeps moving up, doesn't he? He's moving up from a uh, super super lightweight. Super that's light that, welter, isn't it? In in, in my terms, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. He beat he beat Gamboa, didn't he? What weight was that? Was that a featherweight? I'm on his box right now. Super he beat he beat who? Sorry. Gam- Yuri Orcus Gamboa. Yeah, he beat him at... That was at Lightweight. That Lightweight. That was at Lightweight. So he, he won his See, first now, world title. He beat Ricky Burns if, at Lightweight as well. Yeah, if he can make Lightweight, what about Jorge Linares, Lomachenko winner for Crawford, if he could make Lightweight? Fantasy fights now. That would be a good fight, now, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, that would be, be incredible. But. but for me, if he's going up to welterweight, he can't make Lightweight. Yeah, yeah, um, you would have thought. I know he wants to win all the belts, and Jeff Horn, like we were saying with some some champions, like we're on about the featherweights, who's mm. number one, you've got to put Jeff Horn as the weakest. Yeah, yeah. I think he's had a similar amount of fights as me. Yeah, he beat Pacquiao, but it was close. And, um, but, I mean, it's like, I look at it, if I got offered Errol Spence to fight Errol Spence, take money out of it, he's going to smash me face in. Right. If I got offered Jeff Horn, yeah, I'd and and people are going to think I'm mad. I'd go into that fight thinking I can beat him, and I would. Um, yeah. You know, same weight division, isn't he? Yeah, same, same weight, division. and I genuinely would. I would not go into that fight thinking I'm out of my depth here. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not going to be. If he beat Crawford, there's obviously something about him when he's when he when you're in there with him. Mm. Um, but I would not feel out of my depth with with. Um, Jeff Horn. Jeff Far from it. Uh, when you look at likes of Crawford and, and, and names like that, you're obviously out of your depth and did batter me up. But um, Jeff Horn just is obviously the weaker. Well, yeah. I hope I hope um, the fight don't happen and Jeff Horn keeps his WBO for a few <laughs> years. For you. And just gives me a voluntary. Uh, right. I'll go to Australia. I won't mind. Him. I've always <laughs> wanted to go to Australia, so I'll have an holiday. Well... If that she is a year, unless he wants to come to Leeds, then uh, I'm not sure. Not sure we'll see yeah, that. Will we tempt him to come to Leeds to fight little old me? <laughs> Definitely not. That's another fight in May, according to Box Rec as well. May 19th, apparently, in Las Vegas. Uh, Jeff Horn versus Horn Crawford. Crawford. So that'd be uh, an interesting I, fight. I think um, that's um, probably Crawford. Crawford's, Crawford's fighting it. Um, but then will he stay at Welterweight or will he vacate? I hate it when they win belts and vacate and move back. 
Mikey all, Garcia's done it, and he's you, been you're all around the divisions. Why? Why win a belt? But then move down. Do you know mm. that to me, if if Crawford does do that, he knew Jeff Owen was. Yeah, I don't. Not I don't think easy, he will. I'm not sure if he will. He's. I think he'll go back down to Lightwell. You know, I think, yeah, but then there's just no big fight. What there's big, no what fights, big there, fights though, at Lightwell. There? There's none, is there? No, I mean, I, I genuinely I now can't think. You know, I mean, if if we are doing this next week, people <laughs> get some names of some top Lightwell to <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, I think he's going where the money is. Mm. Is it is the fight in America or Australia? Vegas. 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 Yeah. yeah so I, I think Crawford's going to win that. Yeah. I think it's maybe maybe to say he's selling his belt is a bit harsh, but you know he is one of the weak champions. He's. I think yeah. they're both with um, Bob Arum. So Crawford yeah. fights Horn. Horn gets beat. Crawford has a belt. Do you know? Um, and then he gets a chance. The to vast fight. Pacquiao to be on the undercard, aren't they? Yeah, and that's he's, insulting. Isn't he it? said that's, no. That's he? bad, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know that. That's that. If that's not insulting to ask a star like him to be on an undercard mm. of it's a strange decision as well. Jeff on Crawford. I think. Would you have said no if it were you? Would I? What? Sorry. Would you have said no if if you were if I was if you done what Pacquiao has done? Would you go on an undercard of Crawford and no. Horn? No, I wouldn't. No, I'd, you won't. I'd, I'd um. Tell them where to go. I know. Well, they were, Definitely. Meant, they were meant to be doing that world tour. I don't know if you you heard about that, like before the Jeff Horn fight. Yeah. So the plan was to, because he had the, the world title at the time, to like fight in Australia and then go back to the Philippines and, and fight yeah, wherever, in Dubai and wherever else. And yeah, it's obviously... And, uh, Jeff got, Horn got just beat. messed yeah. up, didn't he? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Messed up the plan. Yeah. Do you think Pacquiao should retire? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it is... He's going to... Um, they're on about fighting Matisse, aren't they? Oh, yeah, I have a lot of fans, yeah. He's a puncher as well. I think if he wants to go out on a win, if he beats Matisse, uh, retire. Mm. Because he, I don't think he's got what he had. Matisse, um, Matisse is the WBA regular champion as well at the minute. Who's the WBA super? Oh, well, uh, Furman. Furman, you see. Is Pacqu- the Pacquiao now I'm talking about. Right, yeah. Is he going to beat Furman? No. I can't see it. Um, win the belt, retiring as a champion. So fight though, Matisse. Yeah, fight. yeah, that's that's not easy. Win, that. win, win the belt, you yeah. know, he's got a win, and Jeff Horn beat him, regardless whether it was close or yeah. right, right, you know, Jeff Horn beat him, and uh, Matisse is better than Jeff Horn. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, by far, hundred percent. Um, final question. Um, I think we've. I'm not sure if this is an irrelevant question now. I think. Jack put this on uh, a couple of days before the whole Lomachenko Linares thing, yeah. but he put should Lomachenko fight Burkel in a unification next? I think straightforward answer is probably no to fight Linares, really, isn't it? Yeah, the the money's in 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 Linares, isn't it? Um, you see the other fight, like the Burkel fight and Lomachenko, yeah, Burkel is, is is something else. I've seen a, a little bit of him. It reminds me of the. Um, Axman Walters, the Walters and the Russell Jr. fight, where right. you think it's going to be a good fight, but it just turns out that Lomachenko is just too good. Yeah, and I think that's the same situation there. Right. I think you'd just see Lomachenko just outclass him, because mm. um, Miguel's just a, a, a fighter, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And if all you've got is to fight against Lomachenko, then you know you, you, you I can't see you getting anywhere. But I've heard, I've heard um, Lomachenko Campbell as well. I've so heard I, that I'm as well. I'm not sure what fights are going to get made because 
Campbell put Campbell's coming off a defeat and he's been linked with Lomachenko and Crawler and everyone for me, else. For me, that's worrying for Campbell and, his, and what his team's doing because if they're going to chuck him in with Lomachenko... Just using him as an opponent, He's not going to beat Lomachenko. He's, he's good, but he's not going to beat Lomachenko. Right. He's not. Um, are they just chucking him in now? Are they, are they, are they just going to bang him in and be like, right, there you go. Mm. Earn some money before you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, but that that's the only thing that I think the Linares fight may not get made with a with our strong well, people talking about Campbell. I think with the Campbell thing I did I did there was an interview with Eddie Hearn and uh, Cal Moretti who's one of the guy the the senior guys at top rank who yeah. promote uh, Lomachenko and that was a, a down the line fight according to Moretti so I think it's one of them if After if Lomachenko Linares. if Lomachenko beats Linares then obviously that fight will probably be shown in the UK yeah. maybe even on Sky really cuz Linares's last few fights have been mm-hmm. on Sky um, so, but surely Campbell's got a fight before. He can't just well sit, the, sit back, beat a journeyman, watch Linares and Lomachenko put it on the line, and then all of a sudden just step in and get a massive fight like that. Well, he has to fight. Someone. Yeah. Well, apparently the rumor is that Campbell's going to be fighting Mendy. You know who beat him? Who beat him? Yeah, he's going to be rematching him for the uh, for the WBC title, which Mikey Garcia's currently got. But he's moved up to super lightweight. lightweight. So is There's he going to get confused? Yeah, so they're going to get Campbell Mendy for the vacant w, WBC title. And yeah. then that's potentially unification yeah, against Lomachenko, well, which would be huge, wouldn't it? Tech belts out. I know belts mean a lot now, but tech belts out of it. Does the winner of Mendy and Campbell deserve the winner of Linares and Lomachenko? Not in in terms in terms of business or in terms of well, in terms of business it makes sense doesn't it really but for, with a belt it does yeah but name wise N- yeah I agree for example Ukrainian fans are they gonna know with Amendes and Luke Campbell they might know Luke, Luke you think they know Luke, Luke Campbell he's been not, in the Linares fight hasn't he but, but not not but he got beat so yeah, it's like split he decision. got beat and then he's gonna fight. The winner of Lomachenko Linares, which I think of a Lomachenko. Mm. Um, I think he want. I think he does want the big fights, but I also think a lot of fighters want big fights. But at that level, you've got to win them. Yeah. If it can, yeah. he's been beat by Linares and Mendy. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, that there is only two defeats. Yeah. So I think beat Mendy, which I think he probably will beat Mendy now. Yeah, I think so. Um, and maybe Lomachenko wins. The lightweight title. Mm. Maybe Lomachenko Garcia, if he comes back down, and Linares Campbell too, mm. and let Campbell try re- avenge that. Possibly. Yeah, I think I think it, it's, it, you could go about all day, couldn't you? Naming names. Yeah, there. you could. But I think Campbell needs a good win. Mm. And I think if he does fight Mindy, he needs to. He can't just win on points. Right. I think he's got to look. Or if he does win a point, he's got to look good. Where people are saying he could be. Lomachenko. Yeah. That's where you've got to get to, the, the I, fact that it's like he could beat him. I think you make a good point, though, because Campbell, he's only had 19 fights, but he's he's 30 years old, so yeah, he's, it, you know, he's, he's sort of young in terms of the amount of fights he's had, but he's, you know, 30 yeah, years of age, you they've know. They've got to start pushing him, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. So you've I, got think, to, I think that's what they're doing now. You've got to get him in big fights, and you're all, yeah. or else it, there's no point doing it, is there really? I mean, if he can beat Mendy and it is for the WBC title, that's probably the easiest he's going to get to win a WBC title. It's a vacant against, title as well, against, isn't it? Against yeah. Mendy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
we, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I think we've finished the agenda. Um, yeah. Darren, thanks very much for your no time. Um, for me. You mentioned off recording that you think you might be able to make this into a weekly thing. Is that something? Yeah, yeah? Know, I think if, if people can leave a comment when this goes out, um, you know, and, and, yeah. and if they want more and, and stuff like that and, and get involved in, yeah, 100%, you know, hopefully every week we'll, we'll, we'll get it done and, you know, see what's going on in the boxing world. We shall see. Um, one thing that I haven't mentioned, actually, is that I'm off to Jack Bateson's gym on, not this Friday, not to, not this Friday, coming up the Friday after. So Bermontoffs. Bermontoffs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm off there, so should be able to get that interview on the podcast, stick that yeah. in the middle yeah, or Jack's, at the end Jack's or a, whenever. A super talented fighter, you know, uh, skill-wise, you know, very, very good. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it'll be good for you. Good. Yep. So that will be coming up in uh, future episodes uh, of the Counter Punch podcast. Uh, Darren, thanks very much for your time. R- appreciate no it as always. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll uh, speak to you next week, hopefully, yep. and uh, be back with the uh, next episode of the Counter Punch podcast.